And we are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, March 10th, the day after the Celtics took down the Charlotte Hornets and just a few days after the Celtics beat up on the Brooklyn Nets. We haven't talked about either of those games, but instead of talking about the games themselves to start, let's just talk about the man of the hour. Jason Tatum has been absolutely playing out of his mind, uh, 54 against the Nets, 44 against the Hornets combining for 98 in that two-game span. Fun fact, I saw this on Twitter. I forget if it was Taylor Snow or Sean Grandy or who. The most points in a two-game game span this season, NBA or G League, both of those players are on the Celtics, the top two. Stauskas and Tatum. Stauskas and Tatum, 198 Tatum. Uh, but but in reality, Tatum has been on another world. He's one of the best players in the NBA right now. Uh, I think he cemented himself in the MVP conversation. I don't think he'll win it, but you have to put him up there. So he can't win it. There's no way. Uh, you gotta have the no, complete. You have to have the complete season. I yes. I can't justify saying he should be MVP before that's the season. Yeah, before the season, I said he would be someone that's a good person to put a bet on to win. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and acted like he didn't know how to play basketball for three months, and then. He's been fantastic ever since. Ever kind of ever since he got named to the All Star team, he kind of picked it up again, which seems to be Tatum tradition over there. Yeah, he he really plays well when he gets that nice affirmation uh, from the rest of the league validation, and he turns it up. Lights out from three yesterday in Charlotte. Obviously, massive game against the Nets on Sunday. He willed him across the finish line. He said uh, yesterday against Charlotte, oh, you know, it's a little too close here. It's, uh, it's enough of that. Came on the fourth quarter, blew the doors off, ended the game by himself pretty much. It's fantastic. This is the player that he should be. And he, this, this here is the reason why so many people were upset with him earlier in the season because everybody knows he can do this. Yeah. We were trying to figure out, What's going on here? Why is this not happening? Yeah, no, and he's turned it on. And like you said, he was kind of just in his own world in that fourth quarter. You saw the step back in the corner, step back on the side of the court. He was just he he was in rhythm, and that's that's the best way you can say it. Not even hitting the rim. Do it justice. Yeah, it was wet. It, it, it wasn't missing shots. It, it was ridiculous. And when he's playing like this, he can be an MVP. And I, I, like you said, he's not going to win MVP this season. He has no shot. Jokic, uh, Embiid, Giannis, they've locked it up. And rightfully so, right? <clears throat> but he's in the conversation, right? You have to talk. If you talk about the MVP award, you talk about those three. You talk about, you know, Chris Paul before the injury, but now he's kind of fallen out. Steph Curry, the Warriors are struggling lately, so he's kind of fallen out. If those players are falling out, you throw Tatum, you throw D-Book into that top five now. You know, Demar obviously is up there still, but they've fallen off. It, it, it's it's hard to talk about the best teams in the league without the Celtics, and so it's hard to talk about the MVP without Jason Tatum at this point. That's just how good he's been playing. Although I did see a statistic that made me happy on Twitter. It said the Nuggets, led by Jokic, without their two best players, have the same record as the – or have the same amount of wins as the Celtics, the Sixers, the Bulls, and then another team. And as much as Celtics fan could look at that and like say, oh, well, that doesn't like who cares about that, blah, blah, blah. I'm just happy that Celtics are now being thrown into comparisons, but as the good team, which that's right. a, yeah. a really good Instead feeling. Instead of like, hey, like they're like um, losing games like the Rockets over there, like 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 the other team yeah. across the uh, the country. Uh, Shout out the Rockets. Games. 
Shout out the Rockets. Shout out to Eric Gordon for that nice play. I'm sure we all saw on Twitter. That was LeBron uh, decided not to take the finish at the basket <laughs> at the end of the game. Oh, Instead, to passed out to Carmelo Anthony. And you got to respect as much as you need LeBron to take those shots. I think I'm about to watch that play right now. Never mind. I watched him take a, a mid range jumper. As much as you need LeBron to take those shots, even you have to respect the willingness to stick to his play style, right? Because he's done that his whole career. Like he, he for essentially his whole career, he'll always make the quote unquote. Oh, right he's thing. always done that in the clutch, and people kill him for it. Uh, yes, there are times where it is absolutely the correct play. Yesterday was not okay. One of those times. Okay, noted. I didn't but, I didn't see the play. And we can bury it there because uh, <laughs> there's too many good things to talk about. To Yes. Not talk about them. And I kind of want to harp on Tatum a little bit more because I was thinking about this today and it kind of plays into my hill that I love to die on that if your team is not winning, you You're a bad player. should not be considered to be a great player. Um, okay. There is a lot more that goes into this than just him. But the Celtics and Tatum have both had amazing turnarounds in their seasons. Yep. Tatum was struggling. Uh, shooting what thirty percent from three had me saying stop shooting threes. Missed what twenty straight. One of them was a game winner that he decided to take a three, mm-hmm. and I was irate. And he has figured it out. He's been finishing around the rim, which is not something he had been doing. He's become a guy you can rely on to score down the stretch. All of those things have made it so Cel- the Celtics have won some of these games. There are games most. that they have won because of Tatum, right? Yes. You say most. I don't want to discredit everything else. Oh, I thought be. you meant um, – I thought you were just Go talking ahead. about the amount of wins because I, I didn't know you meant specifically because of Tatum. So, Oh, yeah. Like, okay, like say Brooklyn on Sunday. Like that that's when you can like say Tatum won you that game. Mm-hmm. doesn't Even mean everything else. Didn't, you didn't play great on defense. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. But he, above all else, willed that team to the finish line. That – again, is something we knew he was capable of. And that was one of the reasons I was like, he really shouldn't be an all-star because he's not playing up to his standards. Now he has switched it to another gear. The team is playing better as he has played better. That This is a prime example of why I don't buy into guys like that have empty stats. Like, let's say Brad Beal. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't care what he's doing. They're losing. They're losing. Tatum was doing all this stuff... We were saying he was, I was saying he was playing poorly. You were too. There was no denying it. I I was a bit extreme. I was saying he shouldn't be an (laughs) all-star. But you can see the direct correlation between him before the team started playing well and him now. There is correlation to how well the top guy plays outside of stats. He was still getting 26 points a game. You could say, throw your hands up, say, what else do you want out of him? What, What do you want out of him? He's scoring all these points. He needs help, blah, blah, blah. One, he has gotten help. You can't discount that. Everybody else has played much better. Al Horford has become knocked down all of a sudden, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And another thing I was like, I, you don't lose shooting out of nowhere. You I was just, down on Al. but yeah, You, you don't wrong. forget how to shoot. That's like the last thing that goes with most players. But anyways, he has turned it up. So is the team. That's why I discount a lot of these guys with empty stats. Because there's more you can do than just stats. And I, I think the best part of Tatum's turnaround here 
is he's obviously averaging like 40, right? Let's let's get that out of the way. He's averaging like 40 in the past week. That's ridiculous, yeah. right? That's unheard of. Eastern Conference but, player of the week? Yeah, stupid. It's stupid. In the grand scheme of things, though, since the turnaround, he's averaging a similar amount of points as he was before the break, like 26, 27, like 28, like around there. It's just that he's A, doing it efficiently, so it's on less shots, and those shots he's not taking are good passes to his teammates like he's just making the right plays from like since the all-star break which is great and maybe a part of it and i'm not like this isn't me trying to excuse tatum of playing poorly he played poorly this is what it is a big part of it was probably okay i really just want to get in my rhythm so i'm going to take shots to try to get in this rhythm because clearly we can see what happens when tatum does get no rhythm right he scores 40 50 60 last year yep so that that was probably a big part of it and it sucks that it had to affect the team the way it did but I will say, if that's what we have to go through, you know, to get this Tatum, obviously you want this Tatum from the jump. And I assume as he gets older, he'll improve at that. But I'm I'm more than happy with where we are now, is what I'm going to say. I'm <laughs> perfectly fine with where yeah, we are it's, now. It's all water under the bridge. I mean, we can forget about it, <laughs> right? I mean, he scores yeah. 54 points against the Nets and a huge win at home. He follows it up with 44 in Charlotte to ice that game, make it stress-free for all of us in the fourth quarter, which is Mm -hmm. not something we are accustomed to here as Celtics fans. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is truly spectacular performances we are seeing almost every game. So I'm more than happy to be wrong, uh, you know, dragging him through the coals. Not that he didn't deserve it, but, you know, he has turned it around. And, And if you told me at Christmas time that we'd be saying he should be in the MVP conversation. I mean, I would have laughed at you. I would have laughed at you. I would have said, what, what are you talking about? The dude's chucking the ball off the backboard. He's, he's hey, driving to the basket. And I'm like cringing. If I told you at Christmas time, the Celtics would be 13 games above 500. You'd also think I was insane. I would. I, <laughs> I would also say, think I'm crazy. I would say, Jack, I don't know how many times I can tell you this. I think they should tank. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 wild but, this this all, yeah though all those games they kept losing where they were blowing leads that's not happening anymore one because the defense has been much better but two he has been that guy he's been that dude yes. he's someone you can rely on to get you a basket on the stretch they were missing that for the first three months of the two months three months whatever you want to call it of the season where they were struggling and again that goes back into it like if you're not winning games, there's something you could be doing better to win games. And 100%. he has fixed it. So mm-hmm. massive congrats, kudos, whatever you want to say. Season's not over, but oh my, he has turned it around. Yeah. I feel much better than I did before. Yeah. It has been phenomenal. Another guy I want to talk about, Derek White, because on the pregame yesterday, you mentioned to me that he wasn't doing anything. Was it you or Tim? No, it was Tim. Okay, Tim was basically not me. Said, I said, what are you talking about? He played well against Atlanta and Memphis. And shout out Derek White again because he put up eight assists against yeah. the Hornets. Derek White's one of those guys who he's not, not always going to show up in the stat sheet. It's kind of like Marcus Smart, except you don't always get it on defense. It'll just be his playmaking and offensive positioning, I think. Um, shout out Marcus, too. Marcus Smart shooting 43% since Valentine's Day, which is, Listen, I mean, I, not I sustainable. Don't know what to tell you. I don't <laughs> but, know what to tell you. I mean, he has been fantastic. We can go back to Derek White, but mm-hmm. we talked about Tatum, right? We talked yeah. about the difference between uh, earlier in the season now in terms of his efficiency, right? 
Yes. Two times in the first quarter yesterday. Uh, three times. Two on the same possession. Marcus passed up threes he would have taken for passes. And then two of those passes were alley-oops. He was fantastic. Yeah. And he is only going to the basket yesterday. How many threes did he shoot? One, two, maybe? <clears throat> I don't know. I can double check, but yeah, there, there was a stretch one. there where he was forcing the issue going inside and finishing with his left, by the way, at ease when they weren't getting any calls. Yeah. Nine assists in back-to-back games for him. If you bet the double-double, that's a rough beat, but one, three, one, three, one, three. There you go. Do you make it? Mm-hmm. No. Over <laughs> one, six of 12 from the field though. Nine assists, 12 points. Like I, there's not much you can uh, else you can ask from the guy. Like that's exactly what you want. Celtics are getting a tough call, tough whistle that game too, and they just fought right through. Tatum decided he was going to make shots. Marcus Smart played great. Marcus Smart, by the way, for those early season haters, again, obviously not you, early season haters saying, "Oh, Marcus Smart just obviously he's shooting the ball better," but oh, Marcus Smart wasn't passing at the beginning of the season. Now he's passing, averaging the same assist numbers. He's averaging the same number of passes, the same number of points, same number of shots. He's just shooting the ball slightly. He's just shooting the ball a lot better, and he's on a hot streak. Everything you are seeing that he's doing really well right now, he was always doing well this entire season. The yeah, only Marcus, things that were taking the only things but, that were taking away from it were streaky shooting, which is just who he is, and that will come back. He's not going to shoot forty percent for the rest of his career. And Dennis Schroeder taking the ball out of his hands. Facts. That's just what it is. Well, also, right? Marcus was never the problem. This yeah, this is one saying. thing I never backed off of. I said he is not the problem. I agree with you. He has done everything he's been asked. He's finally being given the opportunity to, to be the point guard on this team, and he's mm-hmm. bought into it. He has made an effort to distribute the ball. He makes extra passes in situations he would not have, and that was happening earlier in the season. Not just I'm not mm-hmm. just saying this because last night it was like blatantly obvious. There have been multiple times this season where you can just think of and be like. Yeah, he would have shot a three there and said he passed it over. Mm-hmm. And he's been yeah. great getting the ball into tight spaces. We saw the pass to Grant Williams last week. We saw the pass to Rob mm-hmm. yesterday. He has always been a great passer. He just hasn't been the guy that's doing all the passing. I'm so happy he's shining, if if you will. I mean, obviously, he's not like scoring 20 points a game or anything. But he's finally getting some praise around the team uh, yes. from fans. Not that, uh, you know, the educated people weren't doing that before, but now the uh, simpletons are on the train. He, he deserves it. it. It's just when the Celtics are playing poorly, he's just become this easy scapegoat, which I don't understand. Lame. Um, very lame. Yeah, very lame. It's a very lame. But uh, yeah, shout out Mark Smart for turning it up lately. Um, Jalen Brown didn't have the best game against the Hornets. I think I might have cursed him when I was complaining on the pregame show. Um, I, I assume he's still feeling the effects of that ankle, but he, he, yeah, he was win. all right. You, you know what's different about Jalen Brown is, and I was thinking about this yesterday during the game. We can kind of talk about this. The The thing that's like glaring to you and why you're saying, oh, I, he also may be very inefficient. You haven't read the stats yet, but he's not coming out firing like he traditionally does. The last couple of games, he's really picked it up in the second half. Traditionally, he comes out in the first quarter and scores 20 points and then fucks off for the rest of the day. You know, like, <laughs> but yeah. he, he had a stretch in the third quarter when they were, uh, they went down and then he came out of a timeout and scored five, six straight points, something like that. Like he, 
he has had nice stretches. He hasn't been perfect. You're absolutely right. But it's almost like he's flipped the script when he's uh, six. He did have a good third quarter, like you said. But on the game, he shot six of 16, one of eight from three, and had four turnovers. So, it, like I said, it, it just wasn't his best performance. It is what it is. You're going to have those down games. Um, I was a little frustrated with him after the, the Brooklyn game because I thought he looked off. But, again, let me just – let me just say this. I don't hate Jalen Brown. I see a lot of people, whenever I say something on the internet, people always bring up an old article that I wrote entitled Analyzing Jalen Brown Struggles, which well, I yeah, wrote. Yeah, of course. I mean, Jack, listen, you've just been dragging him through the mud the last week, Dude, just hating on him. I wrote that <laughs> when he came back from his injury the first time, but before yeah. we knew that he yes. was still injured. And yeah. so, but it got published like the day it was announced that he was still injured. So it, it, I got dragged through the mud and someone today copied it because someone tweeted out someone tweeted out let's see um they tweeted hard to quantify how much worse Jalen has been offensively this year right which is just a ridiculous tweet right sure he's maybe he's having a down year but um that was uh, our our friend Andrew Andrew Doxy quote tweeted and I replied and said hard to quantify the number of Celtics fans who refuse to ever be happy because tr- true it's facts some like it's just, they don't it's true. and then someone <clears throat> commented and said uh let's see what did he say it, it was some he he quote tweeted replied with the article that I wrote he said the guy who criticized Jalen Brown for his quote unquote recent struggles after a hamstring injury is now criticizing a Celtics fan for criticizing Jalen Brown hypocrite much and I replied I said hi Zeno I have absolutely nothing against Jalen I actually really That's like his game true. I wrote about this when he was struggling blah, blah blah and I explained it the difference between analyzing and complaining for the sake of complaining on the internet after a win is so vastly different, right? Like ridiculous. It's it's just ridiculous. Oh, I mean, all you've done is complain. You know, he wasn't good against the Nets. He wasn't good against Charlotte. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I I just, I mean, the stats tell you he wasn't good yesterday. Like six of sixteen is not really. No, great. no, I know what you're saying. But at the same time, like the Brooklyn game, I just, I stand by. He wasn't bad. He he just had a different type of game than he traditionally has. Like usually, it's him that comes out fast carries the offense early Tatum takes the backseat then steps up in the second half now in two straight games you've seen him come out at halftime and play well I almost prefer that not that like again six six of 16 is not great I mean it's not don't do that every game but I almost would prefer that uh Brown plays well in the second half because it keeps you from blowing leads and it will dig you out of holes if you get yourself there you know like I, I want my – I mean, play well the whole game. But, I mean, if you have to pick. <laughs> yeah. Play, play well the whole game. Let's go with that option. <laughs> I like that one. Um, Celtics on a four-game win streak now. They've climbed – they're still sitting at fifth in the East, which I guess you could say is a bit frustrating. <clears throat> Only half a game behind the Bulls, game and a half behind the Sixers, two games behind the Bucks, and they're four games behind the Heat. I've kind of well, put the Heat out of my mind. but The more they win, the closer it gets between everybody. Yes. Like, yes. they're not catching Chicago right away. Or it wasn't always Chicago. It was uh, they were chasing Philly before the break. That's an example. Cleveland. I, they caught Cleveland. They caught Cleveland. They but I think Philly was fifth for they a were. while there because we were talking before the All Star break when they beat Philly, and I was like, "That's a big win." Mm-hmm. And then not knowing they were going to drop to Detroit the next day, I was like, "You know, that's really big because you beat Philly, then you beat Detroit, and then you've got 
Milwaukee versus Philly the next day, like one of those teams is going to drop. So yeah, you still haven't caught those teams, but you're, you're starting to weed out the kind of frauds, right? I mean, you, you are in on Cleveland more than the traditional individual, right? Like Jared Allen is now hurt. So that kind of throws a wrench into it. But before that you were like, I don't know, like there's like no joke me. I overlook them, but Chicago is a team that's like, kind of fraudulent the 0 and 14 versus all of the uh top teams top three in each conference tells you that and it's starting to show up so are only a half game behind them now they were top of the conference at one point they are going to pass teams it just might not be right away yeah and even if they end up being in this fifth spot um if the bulls are fourth i don't really I mean, mind yeah exactly at that point, obviously, you'd want them to get four so they could have home court, which would be great. But at this point, anywhere in that uh, three, four, five, six range, I would be happy with the Celtics finishing. Um, well, maybe not six. Let's not let's not drop that down. I don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to mess yeah. with that. If you keep I'm winning, ecstatic. you're not gonna have any problems. If you keep winning, exactly. you're not gonna have problems. You could keep playing the way you're playing. Keep taking care of business against teams you should beat. That means Detroit on Friday, despite them playing well against everyone and their mother lately, including you play well against Dallas on Sunday. Hopefully when on KG day, I will be there. And then you go out West, you play golden state Wednesday. That'll be a tough game. They've struggled lately. They're not unbeatable. You absolutely can yeah. win that game. Draymond play, will be back though. I think, and Draymond will be back. Well, good. <laughs> and then Friday they play Sacramento. You should be Sacramento. They're bums, bums, yes. Sacramento's bums. You should be tough. You have Denver on that road trip as well. That's a team you've already beaten. Doesn't mean you're going to necessarily be able to do it again. They have the environment, uh, home court, and the altitude. Never easy to play there. And then OKC, I believe, they stop in. So it, it's not like they're going out to play all the juggernauts. Yeah. And then they, they got the Jazz and the Timberwolves when they come back, though, which is two tough games. But You're at home. Yes. I, I am now at the point with the Celtics where if they are at home, they should win. That's how I feel. They are playing... They are playing good enough basketball to where if they're at the Garden, I don't think they should lose. Any team in the league. Maybe yeah. besides the Suns and the Heat. I'll give you those two because I could see you thinking. No, I'm just trying to think of like who they have left. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, they have Miami um, yeah. at home again. They should win that game. Yeah, they should. I mean, should. Miami is a great team. but I'm not taking anything away. But let's, let's not act like they're the Warriors from like three years ago. They're mm-hmm. not unbeatable. The Suns are the Warriors. <laughs> the Suns are really good. The Suns are good, but I mean, you already beat them at home without Tatum. Tatum did yeah. not play for you in that game. They were also missing. There, there was some uh, caveats to that win too, but yeah, yeah just not. for the sake of the argument, they already beat Phoenix. So let's okay, let's relax a bit. Phoenix fifty three wins on the season, by the way, which is kind of crazy. Celtics have forty right? now. They only need ten more for uh, them to meet my preseason expectations. <laughs> What, what do you think they'll end at? Because they have uh, 15 games left this season. I mean, they should be able to win 10 of them. They, they should be able to win 50 games. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you, they, what's, your, what's your expectation, though? What, what did we predict for this month? Let me go find that. Let me find the note. All right. Uh, is this... Well, what did no, I say? I might have said like 13-2 and two or something. And they already won one of the games I thought they'd lose. Oh, gosh. When did we predict this? We did it after the Pacers. Okay. 
No, we did it. Yes, March, February 28th, the last day in February. All right, so we both said win against the Hawks. I said it was going to be an L against the Grizzlies. You said it was going to be an L I against said, the Hawks. no, Nets. no. Yeah, I said won no. all of those. Yes. W against the Hornets. So I have two more L's this month, which would put them at 12 and 2, and you have one more, which would put them at 13 and 1. Yeah. But originally we predicted 12 and 2 and 11 and 3, yeah. which they have so far surpassed because they proved us wrong on two well times. Beat Detroit's a trap game big time on Friday, but you uh-huh. should you should be able to win. You and win. Uh, all credit to Detroit. They've been looking like a good team. Good like, for them. Like Those they... fans deserve something. I mean, it's been <laughs> like forever since they've been competitive. Even like they've made the playoffs. Like it was like a joke. Like they got swept. Yeah. Like, the Pistons are oh. let, me, let me just take a look. They're six and four in their last ten. And they've won one, two, three, four. They've won one, two, three of their last five, four of their last six uh five of the last seven they're, they're playing good basketball like you got to respect it and obviously they're not a good team right this season they they suck this season but you can see the difference from no Cade well, Cunningham Kelly Olenek. okay the Cade Cunningham game seven <laughs> Cade Cunningham being out for the first half of the season and you know Cade Cunningham playing right now figuring it out and playing the way most people expected him to it's a big difference, right? And I forget who you're talking to. It might have been Tim saying they could be a play-in team as soon as next year. And I don't think that's far off, right? They're no, playing like a play. Not. They're playing like a play-in team right now. Cade Cunningham over the past weeks averaging like 20 points, nine rebounds, seven assists on 43, 40 splits. Like he's playing like an all-star. So you gotta respect him. You also have to filter in that he started like really poorly too. He did. He did. So not only did they not have him for a while, then they got him back and then they, he was not playing well. So now that he's finding his footing, you can mm-hmm. see the team kind of molding around that. They're all yeah. kind of playing well. Yeah. And hey, respect, like I said, respect to the Pistons. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta give them their dues. I'll give them their dues if the Celtics beat them Friday. All right. I, I don't like this. You whole lose to Chicago. <clears throat> and then if you come in and beat the Celtics, that's very, that's not fair. You you gotta you gotta either play both sides. You don't you don't you don't beat up on one of the teams. Okay. You know you lose to one, you lose to the other. It's just to respect it. That's valid. That's fair. I'm gonna I'm, I want to see who's been playing well since the 16th is when this sort of pseudo run started, which is when they beat the Celtics. <clears throat> so I can tell you the Celtics are playing well. I just want to see what players on the team are playing well. Just oh just oh to... you mean on the Pistons? I yeah, thought you were yeah, like yeah. gonna compare them to other teams. <laughs> no, no, just well. just okay. to prepare you for the people that you're going to be mad that are playing well. I'll, I'll, I'm just no, gonna... it's it's going to be Sadiq Bay and Kate Cunningham was really good in the game they beat them in Detroit. The when the Celtics except won. on defense, except on defense. Yeah, but he was a real prick throughout the game. That he was, but this is just so you can say, of course he's playing well against the Celtics. I'll tell you who's playing well, who's playing poorly. That way, if someone playing poorly plays well, you you'll have the person to blame. When the Celtics do play the Pistons, okay. When when you guys are listening to this, that'll be tonight. But um, <clears throat> Cade Cunningham's been well, playing well since February sixteenth. He's averaging twenty As he should. Uh, one points. Yep, he's playing great. Uh, he, by the he's way, someone that if he plays well, it's like well he was supposed to. Okay, Pistons are six and three in this game. So okay. there you go. Jeremy Grant averaging nineteen on very efficient shooting, which is not a normal thing for him. So he's he's played well as well. Sadiq Bay, like you said, yeah, that, seventeen it's points. Be him. 17 points, very efficient shooting. Marvin Bagley's averaging around 14 on no, 55% that's shooting. I mean, good good for him in all seriousness. Like, mm-hmm. never really got any opportunity in Sacramento, which is bizarre because they suck and they've sucked for years. So it's not like he, like, 
got drafted into a situation like, I don't know, Jason Tatum and was on a good team and then just had to sit and, you know, Tatum was good enough to play through it or whatever. But yeah, there's no reason they should have just been sitting him unless he was being like an a-hole or something. Yeah. In the locker room. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching a ton of Pistons games closely no. to me, but I assume what they're doing is using him more as a center than a power forward. Cause he's not a good shooter, right? He's just never been that guy. So using him more around the rim and in the pick and roll with Cade Cunningham is ideal, which is crazy because the Kings had De'Aaron Fox. So it's not like they didn't have a point guard to run him with, but <clears throat> shout out Marvin Bagley for finally playing well. Um, Sabin Lee. Uh, he only played one game. Never mind. Hamadou Diallo, who got screwed the last time. Yeah, he, he did. The post- he was playing well too. That was, that he, got was fined. he got fined. He got after fined after for that. Yeah, like 50K. What did he get ejected for? Oh, because he ran into the ref he on accident? Into, yeah, 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 it was ridiculous. And they said he pushed him. It was crazy. Well, they don't take that crazy. lightly, as they shouldn't. I mean, if you are actually trying to hit a ref, like, you should get fined. So if they deem it that, you should get fined. But Sabonis got Sabonis got suspended for a game because he chest-bumped an official yeah, out of anger. Bum. Continues <laughs> to not win. Mm-hmm. Who could have told you that? Yeah, no, I mean, Sabonis has played terribly since he joined the the kings so i I was not high on the trade but i was higher than most people just because i thought okay you get a bona fide all-star you should be better but they the kings are gonna just just to think we we wasted an entire pregame show talking about him instead of talking about celtics lakers kings are (laughs) (laughs) something i will take to my grave and i was like this guy sucks and if they trade for him they're gonna have to go up an arm and a leg okay and that guy sucks which the Kings did. They had to give up an arm. They gave up Halliburton. They did. Halliburton, who is really good. But you, you say this guy sucks. Why are we talking about him? The Lakers suck too. Lakers. Well, are that doesn't matter. That's a rivalry. <laughs> that is a, nah, the Celtics I'm, Lakers is not a rivalry, Jack. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, Celtics LeBron is not a, li- a rivalry. Obviously, but this season, who, who gives a shit? They're bad. I care. They, In, they stink. No. And if you're listening, like, let us know if, if every time the Celtics play the Lakers, you should care. And, and if not, let us know. Of course I do. I, it was just trade deadline. Blah, blah, this, blah. this is no, it wasn't. It was in December. No, it, it, it was it was when it was they first Lakers said game. Sabonis is available. Oh, OK. Well, then that's news. So I had a right to talk about news. Yeah, but not for a half hour. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what i was gonna say and i'm glad i can talk I'm my sorry. shit now i'm glad i can talk shit now because the celtics are good if let me wait i just want to get my facts right before i say this okay if the timberwolves are t- 10 games ahead of you in the standings do better and shout out to timberwolves for being great. oh this is this you're talking about the kings <laughs> the the lakers oh the lakers, lakers. Kick, kick the timberwolves are 10 games well, better good than on the, the timberwolves really i mean they're, no, they're another team that out. like just joking but they've had they should have been better than they've been in past seasons, but they really have their fans haven't had anything to be excited about in a while, except the year where Jimmy Butler was mean to everybody. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, good for them. I mean, Towns is finally uh, playing well enough to get that team into the playoff picture. Yeah. And we're Anthony not Edwards even is playing well. Good yeah. D'Lo is playing well. We're not even talking about like, Oh, you know, a couple games up on 500. That's good for them. They're nine games above 500 now, which is oh. like a good team. Like, that's Say what a, you want. Nine good. games. That's nothing. Tell me when they're 13 games above. Right. That's what yeah, I, yeah, That's yeah. what you're talking keep, about. Keep talking. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else I had on the slate to talk about. 
Uh, we can look ahead to the playoffs again, but I feel like we just talk about the playoff picture every time we hop on here. Is there anything else you want to talk about that you can think of from recent days about the Celtics? Well, I did, but I forget what it was. I mean, I also <laughs> want to talk about how well Rob Williams played yesterday in Charlotte. I mean, first quarter, dude always grabs seven offensive rebounds. He's nothing. No big deal. Just keeping possessions alive, kicking the ball back out. Of course, in the fourth quarter, he has the big time putback. That was, yeah. I mean, I'm so happy he's playing well. He's just so fun to watch. He's good for the team, of course. Like his energy always rubs off on everybody else, similar to Marcus Smart. And it's just, it is funny, like how at a time there was a lot of talk, like, you know, is he worth having on the roster? You can never play this, that. And it, it's just like, yeah, all players Still this that, year. That still happened this year. I heard guys saying, well, if people oh, are saying that this year, they just weren't <clears> smart. Yeah, the, the guy, I'm not going to say anything. I heard the take of, sure, he's playing great, but can he stay on the court? Like, I'm not going to yes. buy this yeah, until he, he stays on the court. I'm like, dude, he's played all but, like, the COVID games this year. He's yeah. played almost every single he's, game. He's been what? great. Yes. And another thing smart. with, like, big guys like that, that, I mean, Jack, how many times have I said this to you? Like, he's the type of player that just emerges out of nowhere, just like Whiteside did, just like Capella did. All, like, big, athletic. Well, let's not compare him to Whiteside. Let's 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 leave when Whiteside was like, you know, trying to get his two K rating up there, and everybody was hyping him up. Sure, sure, okay. When he was good, but you know what I mean? Like he came out of nowhere. So did Capella. Now Rob Williams kind of did that. I mean, last season he was really good too, but they weren't starting him at the beginning of the year, and they had to trade Tice before he was the starter, and they had Thompson there too. Like there was a lot of room where he could have failed, and he did not. And now this year he's, I mean, being thrown in defensive player of the year conversations. There are legitimate odds of him winning defensive player of the year, as there should be. Now there should also be odds for Marcus Smart, which Hmm. I am absolutely baffled. He has been in the league for eight years. He's made first team all defense. And he's been an elite defender probably at least five or six of those years, you know, after he got accustomed to the league. And he has never been a front runner for that award yeah i don't get it. it it truly is a big man award which is lame it's crazy and he he tweeted about it too i'm trying to say i know he did him. he said if your initials aren't gp and you're a guard then yeah. you're not winning he also missed the mj point of the, the conversation but listen um, mj is a different level. seth part now of the athletic tweeted out considering draymond might only play about 40 games who was depoy how much credit do we give Giannis Gobert for dragging those rosters uh, as available in Milwaukee's case, just like slightly above average, um, which is kind of a crazy take to call the Bucks and the Jazz slightly above average. Maybe, I, I think he's talking about defenses. Their defenses are slightly above average. Um, is is it someone like Marcus Smart or Macau Bridges? That doesn't seem right viscerally. Which Bridges, is just crazy. Bridges should get a shout too. He'll be in the conversation, yeah. but I saw someone argue – Bridges is the best point of attack defender on the fourth best defense in the league. Why isn't he there? And then I saw someone quote to you, Marcus Smart is exactly what you're saying, but for the first for the best, best defense yeah. in the league. So <clears throat> I don't I don't get the argument. And obviously, you know, you could say Mikhail Bridges takes on a larger load out in Phoenix because he doesn't have as elite defenders around him. Sure. I mean, that that's an, a, a somewhat valid. But, but like also in the grand path. scheme of... <clears throat> like Greeny oh, tweets no. like every game like, hey... 
this guy scored zero points while Marcus Smart was guarding him. Like there was like a while but... where like he was like three through three games he'd given up nine points. Like this is ridiculous that he's. I'm not saying he necessarily has to win, but the fact that odds makers don't even have him in like the top five is unbelievable. I mean, yes. he has been an unbelievable defender for years. Last year he had it down here because he hurt his calf. Now he's back. The team is the best defense in the league. And I mean, if you want it, I mean, you have him and Rob Williams in Horford's great, Tatum's great, Brown's great. But still, he, if you have a great player on the other end of the floor, you're saying, okay, Marcus, go guard him. That's what you're saying. He is your best defender on the best defensive team. Yes. <clears throat> Facts. And I'm, I'm not discrediting Smart when I say And they're the winning. Thing. Yes, I, I was just saying that the defensive scheme the Celtics run is a team defensive scheme versus the Celtics Absolutely. A, a lot of it is, okay, McHale Bridges, please go guard the best perimeter guy. Like, And that's fine, right? Like, it's not, again, it's not discrediting Smart. And he should absolutely be in the top five at the very least for defensive player of the year. I think Rob might have a better shot of winning it just because the, he's a big the impact and, and the impact he makes is so much more, quote unquote, visually pleasing, right? Because he's getting plus the, you games. do have the numbers that say, uh, <laughs> what is it? It's like minus like four or five percent every time he's contested. Yeah, he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. He literally has um, like intimidator yeah. in real life. Like and realistically speaking. I don't think it's crazy to think that Rob could finish top three and be at that award show, right? I mean, it's so who's ahead of him? They're saying Gobert and Giannis. Yeah. All right. Well, Milwaukee is a good defensive team, and obviously Mm. Gobert. They're. I mean, they're not bad. They're like ninth, eleventh. They're not bad. I don't know, but it's a big man award. Those two are big men. Yeah, the Bucks are. 13th in the league in defensive rating and the jazz are 10th and the celtics are first i i just don't understand why they are never in the conversation why why marcus is never in the conversation unless you're a celtics fan i don't know man i mean that dude rules he takes charges he'll strip the ball and drives he dives on the floor he'll i mean he does unbelievable things like every game and he's guarding the best player. He's not allowing any points. Like, what else do you want on him? Do you want him to grow six inches? Then you'll put him on your ballot. This I is want not to see the, you, Jack. Uh, of course, I want to see the last time a guard was put in the conversation, like top five. Ben Simmons doesn't. And ben count. Simmons doesn't count. Yeah, Ben, ben Simmons doesn't count. Um, Look how far Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart finished sixth in twenty nineteen. That's a 20. joke. Sixth. Um, what what year is that? 1920. 1920. All right. So just keep reading. I'm going to actually go in. Marcus Smart finished eighth in 1819. Um, he's the only guard on the ballot. Paul George, Paul George doesn't count as guard, right? He's probably a small forward. That's the closest. That's the closest we've seen. He finished third uh, that year. <clears throat> okay. Me. So Marcus Smart in that season where he was six was on first team all defense. Mm-hmm. So tell me how he's first team all defense, but he's not in the top five voting. That doesn't make any sense. Jalen Brown was 10th in 2017 18. Fun fact. That's weird. That's something. Drew weird. Holiday was seventh. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the last time a guard was top five, though. <coughs> this is a joke. This is an absolute joke of an award. Let's see. They should Avery literally Br- put like Rudy Gobert touching the microphones as like the statue. Jesus. Avery Bradley was sixth. And he was um, first team all defense. That doesn't make any sense. Let's see. 
I'm still not seeing any guards in the top five. Andre Iguodala is, I guess, kind of close. Tony Allen was fifth in 12-13. Well, there you go. It, uh, it's anybody, your last top five. When's the last time third? Tony Allen was fourth. Rondo was fifth. Uh, I'm, I'm back in the 2010s now, so that, that tells you. Josh Smith was second in Defensive Player of the Year. How about that for you? It has a fun fact. Dwayne Wade was third in the 2008-2009 season. It's crazy. I, I mean, people just refuse to vote for a guard for that spot, which I will never understand. I think guards but, playing defense yeah. is more impressive. I agree. I truly I agree think that. I mean, I love Rob, but his job is to really sit there and wait to help. They put him on a shooter and they say, all right, come over and help. And he's playing that at an elite level. He's doing it at an elite level. No, he's fine. But he shouldn't even be on the same level as Marcus because all the other things Marcus is doing. He's picking up the team's best player every every game. Mm -hmm. And he's being asked to slow him down. This is like unreal that he is not getting more credit in these votes. And maybe he will. Maybe by season end, voters will respect him. the way he should be respected, but I don't get it. I want to see some of his top matchups of the season, so I'm going to pull that up because um, we we know the stats. Uh, Trey Young obviously is the big one we saw. Uh, I don't even think <clears throat> that he's had like a half and half year like Tatum has overall. Like why we're, you know we started the show saying, well, he can't win MVP because he played poorly. Like I don't think that counts for Marcus. Like I think he's played pretty good defense throughout the whole season. I don't remember him like mm-hmm. struggling like. Last season, you can kind of point at it because there there was a lot of talk of that last year because he hurt his cap. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, some of his top matchups, he clamped up Trey Young. Obviously, Evan Fournier killed him, but Evan Fournier just likes to play well against well. the Celtics, I guess. Patty Mills, Marcus clamped up. He he didn't let Tyrese Halliburton shoot well. He clamped up Darius Garland for a whole game. Uh, you know, he he's playing defense, and uh, all the a lot of these stats are skewed, obviously, because the Celtics play so much switching defense that you never know who's guarding who. So. It's it's a bit weird, but yeah. Shout out Marcus. He definitely deserves to be in the conversation. So does Rob. We're not knocking Rob either, but uh, but yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh, I no, I've done enough complaining. The only thing is, I want to give another shout out to Horford, who's been fantastic. Horford's been great. He's been great on both ends, both ends of the floor. Horford's been great. Him making shots is actually like huge to their success. I saw somebody tweet yesterday like they're actually so much better when he makes shots, and it's so true. Yeah. It's like stating the, the obvious, court. but like there are a lot of important spots where he'll make he'll make a big basket. There was a run yeah, that it, Charlotte was on yesterday. He straight pulled up for three and <laughs> knocked it down. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it is you play him mm-hmm. and Rob together. So if w- both of them aren't floor spacers, that hurts you a lot. But if Horford can make his threes, it's huge, right? Just that alone is just it's simple, yeah. But it's a you're absolutely right. There was a part in the season where they'd both be on the same block. In the offense. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was like you just be looking at it and they're like giving each other like a high five there. <laughs> it's like T uh Thompson and Tice yeah. down there banging down low. Love to see it. Uh or hate to see it. I say you should, I think you should say. Uh anyways, uh shout out the Lakers for losing to the Rockets. We'll just throw that in one more time because it's funny. Um I mean, truly, who could have <laughs> told you they wouldn't have been the championship team? It's crazy. Well, okay. Again, you could say that, but this bad, no one like. No well, one I just said they wouldn't be a championship team. Yeah, but I, I truly cannot. Come on. The best part about all of it is like, one, the people that truly believed in them were hilarious, and then LeBron like saying, "Keep talking about my squad," 
That was funny. Keep that same energy, whatever. I think that's been deleted. I think it has. And yeah. then he also like said we're going to be better, and then they've been like absolutely like a dumpster fire since. Worse, that. so yeah. much worse. <clears throat> it, it's the the one game they won was when he had to drop sixty points to beat the Warriors, which is like, it, yeah, yeah, and that They're was missed. unreal. He just wasn't. <clears throat> yeah, I, I shout out. <laughs> you, you made your shots. Good job. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you all for tuning in to the From the Raptors podcast. We appreciate you guys uh, listening. Um, hopefully, the Celtics can continue this into the playoffs. Uh, they got a tough West Coast trip. Tough with quotations. I mean, like you tough. said, Sam, half, be winning it's half game. and half. It's split. Yes. The, you should be winning these tough games anyway. So it'll be a nice test against the Warriors and the Mavs and Luka specifically. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how they handle themselves. But, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, you can – I mean, you'll either be watching on Bannertown or Guy Boston subscribe to either one or both and uh, you won't miss any more of our videos if you're on guy boston you also get our pre-game streams with an assortment of jack me tim and kj usually at least three of us are on the stream talking about whatever chat's always a good time if you're on a streaming service <clears throat> excuse me make sure you follow the pod don't miss any episodes um it's always a good listen we enjoy doing them you can follow jack at jack's money nba you can follow me at sam of france nba that's our show for today